welcome to episode 36 of your parenting podcast. Um, I'm still your host, Jeremy Carl Bamford. Uh, let's go through some quick updates. I know it's been a little while. Uh, recently, uh, my grandpa died. He was my last living grandparent. Um, he was 90 years old and uh, had a very full life. And now he's hopefully with my grandmother again, gallivanting around the universe. Um, they didn't really do a funeral, um, per se. He was cremated. Then a couple of weeks later, um, we flew up there for a memorial. Now it was just me and my mother and stepfather and my younger brother. Um, you know, left the wife and kids at home. Um, it was nice to get out of Florida for a couple of days, you know, despite the, the circumstances. The weather, oh, the weather. I mean, you you land at Orlando International, and you step outside, and there's that wall of heat and humidity and vehicle exhaust and it's just oppressive. And uh, up there, it's like it's a small airport in Manchester. You know, I, I step out of the building. It's 73 degrees. There's a nice little breeze. I mean, I I almost rolled around in the grass like a dog. Now, granted, it's summer up there. You know, it's like it is here. You know, during the winter, there everything's under a blanket of snow. It's not really down with that. Um, but I got to see some of my, some of my cousins. Like I hesitated because I was trying to think of how many there are. I think I got like, Jesus, 20? I have no idea. It's a pretty big family. But it was nice to see people. Some of them I haven't seen in, you know, 20 years outside of the socials. Um... So yeah, I mean, we had a little memorial service at the mausoleum, which lasted, I mean, about 15 minutes. It was a quick little little jaunt at an after party at my aunt's house. Um, but it was nice to, to get up there. Usually I miss those kind of trips as a work or what have you. But now that we're you know, living in the end times, it was much easier to get a flight up there. Uh, another update, I decided to go back to school. Um, trying to get uh, something in graphic design. You know, get back into art and artistry and all that. You know, I wanted something I can do, you know, maybe freelance from home. Just in case the world stays this way. Or, you know, some variation of it. Um... And Isaiah just turned three last Sunday on the 26th. Uh, I mean, he's almost fully poly, potty trained. I mean, just turned three, almost fully potty trained. We have like maybe one accident a day. And I think I deserve this. Like, I, I deserve an easy one. Because <laughs> Isaiah, you know, he's my baby. But he's, he's difficult about absolutely everything else in his life. <laughs> you know, and I love that kid with all my heart. 
But sometimes it's like I'm reminded why he'll be the last one. Um, but the other two were a nightmare in a potty train. I mean, now, I mean, obviously there's no problems, but just during those times where, you know, they're sitting on the toilet screaming, crying, you're just sitting on the floor wishing for a meteor to strike the earth as they've been sitting there for two hours because they refused to, to poop on the toilet. So yeah, I needed a, I needed a W on this one. Um... What else? Uh, we got rid of that stupid pool in the backyard, finally. Um, instead, I built a godforsaken playground. This big, giant thing. The first one was bigger, where it was supposed to be. We got it from Walmart.com. And uh, we purchased it. Because it says, you know, click here to purchase. Paid a very large sum of money. They said it'll be delivered to the store, you know, two to three weeks, come pick it up. I said, no problem. In the meantime, I can, you know, section off part of the backyard. Um, I said, you know what, let's put rubber mulch. Because, you know, it'll last longer. It'll be easier on the kids' feet. They won't get splinters. I mean, not that they're going to run around barefoot, but if they fall in it. You know, they don't have to come up looking like a pin cushion with the wooden pieces sticking out of them. Um, and what was fun is not everybody carries rubber mulch at any given time. Also, because everyone else is stuck in their fucking house like the rest of us. You know, everybody's doing backyard projects and little fun landscaping things. So, you know, I'm driving, you know, all over central Florida looking for this shit. And I'm like, you know, how many is it going to take? 20 bags, maybe. Um, instead, it took about 200. Um, it was, it's ridiculous. It's like, this isn't even that big of an area, but like, you want to have a good coat of that mulch because then you got to lay down the, the fucking weed blocker fabric that keeps the grass from growing. But of course, I fucked that up, so there's like a little mohawk of grass going down in the middle of the playground. And I say it gives a character. Um, but while we're waiting for that playground, um, apparently it, we, we were tracking it. You can track it where it's going. It's going from the factory, then it's going here, then it's going there. It gets the destination three out of four, and then we get an email, oh, there's been a delay. Um, we'll contact you soon. Cool. And, you know, we didn't hear anything for like two weeks. You know, finally, you know, I couldn't get through to Walmart corporate. Because they just kept saying, we can't find it, we can't find it. You know, so I go down to the store I was supposed to be delivered at. And thankfully the person there was very helpful. But she just said, you know, listen, they, I called the store it's supposed to be at. They just don't have it. They say it's, it's out of stock. And I was like, but it wasn't out of stock when I bought it. I was like, how could it make it to three out of four destinations and then just disappear? I mean, it's three large 150-pound boxes. You know, what I think happened is that it made it to the back of somebody's fucking truck, and now it's in their backyard. You know, one of the employees was probably like, oh, my kids would love this. How about I just fucking keep it? Because, I mean, if it's out of stock, we wouldn't let us purchase it from the website. So we got, you know, a slightly smaller one, still also expensive. Um... 
That way, I said on the box, it takes, I think I said, 8 to 10 hours to put together. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm an idiot, so it's probably going to take me a little longer. Took me over a fucking week. Now, granted, three of those days I was out of state, so I'm not counting it. But it's just I kept getting rained out because it's fucking Florida. You know, and I understand the pieces are meant to be outside, but I have a really nice drill that is not meant to be left outside in the rain. And it's just, you know, it's like I I can work outside for like two hours where it's, you know, 98 degrees, not the band. Then I get fucking rained out. You know, come back in, you're smelling like a rotten onion. And then it's like, okay, now the sun's out again. Let's go back out there. Now that my yard is, you know, 75% swamp because it doesn't drain like the builder said it was going to. And then I get to the second floor of this playground and I find out I'm missing a piece. And I mean, me and me and Cynthia looked for off and on for like an hour, went through every single piece, inventoried every single piece. It's just not fucking there. And it's a crucial piece because it holds up a wall on the second floor of this thing. So it's like, and then I call the company. You know, it even says on the box, missing a piece, call this number. So I call this number. And it's like, sure, tell us the piece you need. Okay, it's labeled M13. Nowhere to be found. They said, all right, no problem. We can send you a new piece in 7 to 14 business days. And it's like, meanwhile, my kids are, you know, forlornly looking outside like indoor cats waiting for this thing to be finished. So I had to say, fuck it. And I go to Home Depot. I get the measurements of the piece I need. You know, I have them cut, you know, a couple of sections off. You know, I have them give me two in case I fuck one up. Because then I got to drill my own holes in it to fit the bolts correctly. Like a fucking man. But uh, so now on the front of this thing, there's a piece that's glaringly a different color. And I was like, oh, maybe that'll be like a nameplate. I'll carve the fucking pretend address on there. And as I'm putting the door on of the clubhouse part of it on the bottom, which is like the third to last piece, the missing piece that I thought was missing was wedged in the little frame of the door. It was wedged in there so tightly it looked like it was part of the door. Till I saw in tiny fucking stamp letters, M13. Um, I almost set the whole thing on fire. But, uh, and my wife's like, maybe you can replace it. I was like, maybe you can replace it because I'm never going to ever. <laughs> and I just, uh, you know, the point was we wanted to invest in the backyard because we have a decent sized backyard. It's fenced in. With one of those white vinyl fences, the focus is all the heat right onto your face like a magnifying glass. But it's just the kids can go swim at grandma's. She's not far away. She has a regular human-sized pool. You know, here they can go outside and run around and get sweaty and burn off some energy. And, uh... So, yeah, that's, you know, some current events. Um, I'll jump into, I guess, what passes for a main topic. Um, I got a, a fan question from one of the three people that listen to this show. Um, question about the dog and why she hasn't been featured in the show. Well, I'll let you know a little secret. 
We actually haven't had the dog since last August. Um, we actually sold her. I mean, they call it rehoming, but it's like somebody gives me money, I give them the dog. It's like I sold her. Just like when people say they adopt a child, I like to pretend and say they purchase a child because it costs a lot of money. But the dog bit me. It was actually the day that I went to the, um, I don't know what you call that, the preview opening of the new Star Wars park back in August before it opened to the public, back in the before times when people were allowed to be around other people. Um, that's why in the couple of pictures that were on the gram of me at that event, I was wearing just a regular polo shirt, which was an inappropriately bright color, and I looked like a marshmallow peep. But I had a Star Wars shirt I was going to wear because I'm a nerd and I'm trying to represent. But I got blood all over it because the dog fucking bit me. I mean, and she freaked out in front of the kids. I mean, luckily, you know, she didn't bite one of the kids or she would have just been, you know, Chinese food. But let's let's back up. Um, normally... I mean, granted, we had this dog, you know, she was spayed, she was microchipped, she went through training classes, she was housebroken, mostly, and I know some of you will defend animals to the end, there are no bad animals, there are bad people, but let's put this out there, this dog was kind of an asshole, and she and I did not get along at all, like, from the beginning, um, but... She, um, and I, I learned early on to never use her crate as punishment. And by crate, I mean cage, because we call it a crate because people don't like saying cage. It's a fucking cage. Um, but usually we would put her in there whenever we'd leave. You know, sometimes she would sleep in there and I would just leave the door open. But if I ever needed her to go in there, all I would do is put a couple of fingers under her collar, not tightly, and just kind of aim her in the direction of her cage. And she would wander over there on her own. Um, on this particular day, uh, she had just been outside. I watched her pee. She ran around for a bit. You know, came back up to the door. So I said, okay. I let her back in. You know, she immediately goes to my kid's room and drops a fat shit right on the floor, on the carpet. Um... And because the kids were there, I didn't want to scream in the dog's face. I mean, I wanted to. Don't get me wrong. Um, so I just was just like, and I don't want the, because I'm afraid if I, because I caught the dog, like, as she was putting the last little cherry on top of his shit Sunday. You know, she looked me in the eyes with that defiant fucking look. And I didn't want to freak out and have her step in it and then track it all over the house. So I said, okay, let me just get her away from it. I'll put her in her cage. Then I'll clean it up. Because this is my life. And I do the thing where I put a couple of fingers under her collar. And that's when she freaked the fuck out. I mean, like she was barking so loud and snarling. Like it sounded like a person that was screaming. And like jumping up in the air trying to like lean her head back to bite me. Which she eventually did. And you know, tore open my hand and wrist. And then she bit me. I mean, the kids jumped on the couch freaking out. You know, she's doing that, and then she runs in the cage by herself. I just, I ran over there with my one good hand and locked her in the cage. And, 
and I forget where Cynthia was. She was out with somebody, one of her friends or family. And I, I called her and I said, this is what's happened. The dog is gone. I was like, you need to find her a home in the next three days or I'm taking her to the pound. And they will put her down because she bites. And uh, I understand that you know, and the, the people we gave her to, you know, I didn't tell her that she bit me. But we did say, you know, and I was my concern from the beginning was as she was getting bigger, she was playing really rough with the kids. She was never aggressive until this fucking moment. Because I'm not an idiot and I know what aggressive dog behavior is. Like she was always very playful with the kids, but she was getting so big, she was just knocking them around and scratching them. But, uh, and I, I mean, this is a dog that, that Cynthia wanted, you know, since she was a kid. And, uh, you know, this, and it broke Logan's heart. You know, because cause Logan w- w- kind of bonded with his dog more than any of the other kids. And that's, you know, why you know, I'm, I'm going to hate this fucking asshole dog forever. I mean, the, the, the decision to get rid of this dog still eats me up. Still. I mean, the look on Logan's face when we had to tell him that his dog was going to go live with another family. You know, because I, I was just so afraid. I mean, I, I can only imagine... If a dog had bit one of the kids like that. And uh, that look of hurt and betrayal on his face will be with me longer than any of my own traumas. And maybe when he's an adult, when he has his own kids, he'll understand my reasons. And maybe he'll even forgive me. But uh, that's why I haven't mentioned the dog in my sporadic episodes. Because we haven't had the dog. We just... This family wasn't ready for a dog. You know, I mean, Isaiah just turned three. He's still too little. I mean, we can't even handle a goldfish right now. <laughs> but it's just, you know, and I, plus I would like a smaller dog. I don't want a fucking horse. But I also don't want like a little chihuahua. I don't want a dog I could accidentally step on and kill while going for a midnight snack. I mean, maybe when Isaiah's five or six... You know, I'd love to go to the pound to get one, but they're all full of pit bulls. Cynthia's terrified of pit bulls. I'm not terrified of pit bulls, but they do also get big, and they can be high energy. I mean, what I would love, my, my favorite dog that I've always wanted is a basset hound, which is basically just like a wet towel that shits, you know, with those big old floppy ears. And uh, I know it would be hard to get Cynthia on board with it. It's, uh, either way, it's going to be a few years at least. But, you know, one of the hardest parts, I mean, I know that, I know this whole thing was my fault. I know that now. I mean, it was, it was my anger. It was my impatience that drove a wedge between myself and the dog, a bigger wedge. You know, we, me and her just didn't vibe, you know, which can happen. You know, and instead of working on it, trying to make the relationship better between myself and the dog, I, I let it get worse, which that's on me. Um, but yeah, so that's why the dog isn't in the show anymore. And every now and then, like once a month, out of nowhere, 
Logan will ask, when is Zara coming home? And it just tears my heart open all over again. Then I have to kind of explain to him again that she's not coming home. She's with another family. And then he's sad for a little bit. And then he kind of gets over it and goes about his day. But fuck. In other news, uh, we got a survey from the school sent asking if we wanted to have you know regular school hours or more online learning. I mean, what I wanted to tell them is if they don't open up the schools in August, I'm dropping them off at the teacher's house. That's it. You know, I understand. We all have to understand. You know, what sucks is the way our school district did it. You know, my kids last year, anyway, had amazing teachers. You know, I would have... I would have been their maid, gone to their house and cooked and clean if they would just been the teachers for my kids until they graduate high school. Uh, but when this this crisis schooling started, because you know, I've seen people on social media talking about, oh, today, you know, during the three-hour Zoom lesson, it's like it wasn't until the last two weeks of the school year that my kids got one hour a week with their teachers. On Zoom. And it's like... The rest of it... Now I understand it's not that the teachers had to... To fight for that time. You know, it was the school board saying this is how we're going to do it. You know, but it's like they... What they did instead of a Zoom lesson, they just sent... Here's three weeks worth of lessons. You know, do them. And then, you know, sometimes they were due at the end of the week. Sometimes at the end of the day. So it's like, I became the fucking teacher. So if we continue this next year, does that mean I'm going to get most of the teacher's salary if I'm doing most of the fucking work? I mean, I can make a lesson plan for 20 kids and fire it off in an email. You know, the classes they had, they weren't, you know, the four hours on Zoom doing activities, interacting with the teacher and other kids. I mean, it was, here's your assignments. Fill it out. This is how we do attendance. You know, so no, I did not vote for more online learning, but just like in politics, my vote doesn't really matter and the people in charge will do what they want. So we'll see. You know, I would like for them to go back to school. You know, but obviously if it's not safe, I don't understand why there's a debate. It's just like if it's safe, I'll send my kids. If it's not safe, I'll keep them home. It's like. You know, I don't understand why this is such a huge decision. I mean, maybe because my kids are young, you know, they could miss a year of class time and it won't affect their education as much as if they were in like middle school, high school. Maybe they'll you know, lose a bit more, you know, but these are the kids I have and that's my my perspective on it. But it's just like, you know, if I have to be their teacher, I'll be their teacher. It's like their health is more important. You know, and and some of these people confuse inconvenience with oppression. And it's stupid. You know, and and of course the kids miss their friends. And, you know, and it's like I do everything I can to try and make sure they have, you know, what passes for a normal life. You know, that's why I built this fucking playground in the backyard. You know, on the bright side, I'd probably sweat off 10 pounds. But, uh, you know, I just, I feel bad for Logan because he was looking forward to riding the bus this year. So, we'll see. 
I mean, and he, Logan seems to have inherited my uh, my fun facts, is what Cynthia calls it. I have all this random knowledge in my head. And, uh, yeah, once it gets activated, yeah, it just has to come out. Yeah, maybe that's just how I, I justify my insanity. You know, and it's like sometimes somebody will, will mention something and it'll trigger some piece of knowledge in my head and I have to get it out. I won't interrupt you. I'm not going to, you know, steamroll over what you're saying. I'll wait for my turn to speak, but I'll hang on to that shit. You know, and, it's like, and Logan, he's the same way. He'll come up to me and just randomly say things like, you know, did you know worms like to eat dirt? Where he'll just walk by and say, mosquitoes are so rude. And it's one of my favorites. He let out this big belch after eating. And he just said, Daddy, my food was full of burps. And it's just, I don't know, it's super cute. And it's just, I i mean, the burping is kind of funny. I get in trouble for encouraging it. But, uh, you know, he, because he's so much like Cynthia. You know, Grayson is, is pretty much my clone. You know, we joke around that I I gave birth to him without anybody else. You know, his, his personality, the way he looks, his mannerisms, everything is me. For, for good or bad. Though he has a much bigger heart than me. Uh, but Logan is so much like Cynthia, it was just, it's almost refreshing to see something that's like me. <laughs> you know, with his little fun facts, and I think... I think with me, it has to do with the way I write jokes. Which I've noticed how my material has changed since having kids. I uh, I found an old notebook of like random jokes and bits that I used to use when I would do comedy shows and stand-up comedy. And I read over some of the material and I think... As much as I hate the word cringy, <laughs> that's kind of what most of that shit is. And it's like, oh... I can't believe anybody ever thought I was funny. But it's like now, like my memory does this weird thing where I can think of a situation. You know, say, you know, a guy slips on the ice and hurts his ankle. And I say, hey, buddy, you should put some ice on that. You know, or something more clever. And my brain will will store that joke for decades if necessary. And then when that situation happens, I see a guy slip on the ice and hurt his leg or his arm or whatever. You know, my brain will conjure up that joke and it's just ready right there. And most of the time, I'll have no recollection of when I come up with it. But it, is, it comes with a particular impression, maybe the word is, in my head. Where I know that it's mine. Like other people's jokes... Or things that I've heard, like assign things somebody tell me they feel different in my memory. So I know that it's like, I can repeat it, you know, and if the situation calls for it, I'll say, no, that, you know, that's not one of mine, that's, you know, so-and-so, that's George Carlin, you know, I heard on his special, I heard some guy say at work or whatever. You know, it is, the whole thing sounds way weirder when I say it out loud. But, uh... I'm still looking for a co-host. Um, 
you know, preferably female, just to get a female perspective. I do prefer that the co-host has kids because this is a parenting podcast. Um, if you think you'd be good for the job, you, know, you can always shoot me an email. Your parenting podcast at gmail.com. I answer every email personally. You know, and privately, I won't, you know, share your information. Um, you know, so feel free to put your credit card number. But to, I think that would make this show a lot more interesting, you know, to give me an incentive to, uh, you know, keep a stricter schedule, <laughs> maybe even have longer episodes. You know, hopefully you guys won't get bored of me talking to myself all this time. You know, I do like doing the show. I don't just ramble. I do take notes of things I want to talk about. And I try to give you guys some quality content. I'm definitely going to try pushing a little more on the social media. As much as I hate all that shit. But, uh, so yeah. You know, if you know anybody that you think that might be a good co-host. You know, male, female, llama, whatever. You know, send me an email. We'll talk about it. I mean, I'm sure we can come up with plenty to talk about. I mean, times are are certainly interesting now that we all live in Trump's lucid dream. Didn't that angry squash have a birthday recently? I wonder if he gets birthday sex. Oh, I feel like making love. Well, he's in his 70s, so he probably makes whoopee instead. Anyway, you're welcome for that image. That's the show. Um, I will try to do this again in a week. You know, but every time I promise you guys, I break your hearts and I apologize. Um, But anyways, that's the show. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Tell your parents. Don't, you know, play this for your kids. (laughs) You know, I tell people the show is about kids, but not for kids. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.